You're listening to the Parents of Hardworking Teens podcast with Katie Jones, episode number one. And we're going to kick off by uncovering why more knowledge, more and more hours studying, does not necessarily equal more marks or better grades for your teen. And I'm going to reveal what does. I'm Katie Jones, and with over 15 years in education as an award-winning high school teacher, international external examiner, and as a study coach, I've helped thousands of students skyrocket their results and confidence. And this podcast is where I share all my insights, tactics, and tips with you, the parent, so you can help your hardworking team get happy, smart, and successful in their study, and have you both enjoy the journey along the way. This is the Parents of Hardworking Teens podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Now, although I know it's traditional for the first episode of a podcast to be all about me and rock solid study and what we're all about, what I decided to do is just give you something that you really genuinely want, which is actually helpful information, something you can take away that's going to make a difference to how you and your teen approach their study. So what I'll do is I will intersperse my story, who I am, why I'm here, what we do at Rock Solid Study throughout all of the upcoming episodes. But I will start off by saying that I set up Rock Solid Study out of really a drive to help students get results that match their effort and their true ability and help them create the confidence and self-belief that you as parents and me as a teacher really want for our teenagers. Because I was that hardworking student as well when I was a teenager, but I never really had a clue about how exams really worked, what teachers or assessors were really looking for or how to actually give it to them. So I was always using what I call now the hand in and hope strategy. It was only after becoming actually not a teacher, although obviously that kind of got me partway there, but it was really when I became an examiner and coursework moderator, working for state and national exam boards internationally that I really understood how all of this works. And since my very first exam marker training day, which I remember vividly, I've been finding ways to share this knowledge, this helpful information, and I should say it's information that I am totally allowed to share. There's not going to be any secret answer sheets to exams in the show notes or anything. Share with students and parents through my classroom lessons, through tutoring, then through starting up free blog videos, and now through training and coaching programs that I run through Rock Solid Study, and now here through this podcast. So let's start with today's topic, which is why knowledge and hard work do not necessarily equal great results. It would be so much more straightforward if that were the case, but we can probably all agree that it is not a straight line graph. So often I get emails or have conversations conversations with parents where one of the most frustrating things for them is that their child is studying really hard. They're doing all the things that they're told to by their teachers. They're doing their homework. They're revising for exams. They're researching for assignments and reports, but they're just not getting the results that their child really wants or is aiming for or is capable of, given the knowledge that they have and all the time and the effort that they're putting in. And from my experience, they certainly could be getting those marks, those results, because they do have the ability. That is clear to see. And they do know their subject content. So why is it 
that hard work and great subject knowledge doesn't guarantee top results. It all comes down to one simple yet super powerful formula. And in particular, one key element in that formula that's so often missing for students. And it's really what all of my coaching, that one key element is what all of my coaching and training is centered around for students. So the secret formula, which I am working very hard to make, not so secret. (laughs) So the not so secret formula for study success is knowledge plus application equals success. Knowledge plus application equals success. In other words, students, yes, do need their subject content, their knowledge, but they do also need to be able to apply it in the way that the task or the question or the essay title demands and that the mark scheme requires. Because really, all the knowledge in the world is almost useless when it comes to exams and assessment, that is, if your child doesn't know how to put it across properly, how to apply that knowledge to the wording of the question or what the task requires and in a way that meets those descriptors on the mark scheme or in the success criteria. And it's kind of like having an amazing sports car. Now, I have to say, I have no idea about cool cars, high performance cars, supercars, no idea. So you're going to have to picture whatever type of high performance vehicle you want to, but please picture it with a super powerful engine. It's got an amazing aerodynamic design. It's full of all the best accessories. It's got the latest technology, but the wheels are missing. And of course, without the wheels, it's just not going to go anywhere. It's certainly not going to operate at its true potential. And it does not matter how much more fuel we pour in, how much bigger or better the engine is, or to apply that analogy, how much more knowledge your teen learns. That isn't the thing that is keeping them stuck at their current level of work or their current grades. It isn't what's stopping the car from moving. Another analogy that I like to use, and you'll hear me use a lot of analogies because I find them really helpful to really relate to concepts. So another one I like is the skyscraper and how the foundations underneath, the part that we don't even see, that's why I like this analogy because it's something that's underlying, we're not even really aware of it very often. The foundations are so important. And one of the critical design aspects of the Burj Khalifa in Dubai, which is something right at the top of my bucket list, I do have a bit of a tallest building in the world kind of geeky fascination. One of the most important parts is the foundations, of course, that support that building. And I watched a documentary on this once quite a while ago. So quick did you know fact, there are over a hundred thousand tons of concrete in those foundations and they go over 50 meters deep down into the ground which really is not that surprising when you think about what it is holding up so again it doesn't matter how strong how tall how stable how beautiful the actual building is how scientifically amazing the design is if the foundations aren't just as amazing if not more then the building's just not going to hold up Just like your teen's results aren't going to be as high as they're aiming for or could be if they don't have those skills to apply 
all of the subject knowledge they have to really support it and be able to display it in the best way possible. Because these skills are essential. They're critical to your teen achieving their potential and importantly, doing it sustainably without burnout, doing it confidently so they actually feel in control of their study. How I like to put this to students is they need to be able to show they know. They need to be able to show they have that knowledge. And this is where so many students are falling down, where they lose out on what are often easy marks for them. They focus all their time and effort on learning more and more subject content, writing more notes, more revision cards, watching more tutorials, reading more of those textbooks. And this is totally understandable for two main reasons. Firstly, all curriculum documents and syllabus information is centered around the content, the topics that they need to learn. And secondly, it's because students are hardly ever explicitly taught the skills and strategies that are needed to be able to apply their knowledge effectively. And this is not the school's or teacher's fault either. The truth is that syllabus content and the curriculum does not include these skills. It doesn't require them to be taught. Now, yes, often syllabus content will include subject specific skills, like using certain pieces of equipment or being able to do certain calculations maybe, but they don't include the skills of exam technique, how to effectively research or note take or revise actively rather than passively, or how to perform under time pressure or stay within word limits and make their wording succinct yet still high quality, how to dissect the wording of questions or how to figure out exactly what is the difference between appropriate and discerning on marking criteria or the actual difference between explaining and analyzing. So if your teen is missing any of those things, then you know that this could be a big game changer for them. I actually heard a teacher say recently that kids are just kind of expected to, and this was their words, to absorb these skills by osmosis. So that's why I'm going to be covering all these things in future podcast episodes. So definitely stay tuned and subscribe or follow this podcast for much more to come. Because schools also don't have the time in class to teach these skills. What with all of the subject content, that bulging curriculum that they have to cover. And there are only a small percentage of teachers out there who actually have experience in exam writing, official marking for external assessment. So they don't actually have that knowledge to be able to pass it on even if there was time. And the trouble with this is that students who have not mastered the skills of application often find themselves getting disappointing results. They have that situation where you know, they come home, you ask them how the exam went or how the assessment was or how the presentation went. And they're like, yeah, I think like it went pretty well. I'm pretty pleased. I wrote something for every answer. But when the mark comes back or the result comes back, it's not what they really wanted, what they were aiming for, what they were thinking they would have achieved. So then they start to things like, okay, well, maybe the information I wrote was just wrong. Like I just didn't give the right answers. Or they think, okay, I'm, I'm just not great at this particular subject. Like, I'm just not good at science. I just don't get English or history. Or they think, okay, I, maybe I didn't put in enough information. I just didn't have enough facts or figures or stats. And I need to write longer answers next time. This is a very common one. The idea that they just need to put in more stuff next time into their answers. And so naturally, when these thoughts occur, what happens next is 
They decide they need to learn more subject content, more information, memorize more facts and stats. Or they feel like in an exam they need to be revising harder and longer next time in order to store and then regurgitate all of that additional information they think they need to learn. Or if it's an assignment or a presentation, they think, okay, I just need to include more or I need to write longer answers. And this is what I call the spaghetti approach. When they're throwing all the spaghetti at the wall, just hoping that some of it is going to stick. So they're writing as much information as they can cram on the page, hoping that some of it is going to get them some marks. And some of it will, but it doesn't mean that they're answering exactly what the question is asking. And it's also the way to end up running out of time in exams or going way over word limits in essays or assignments. And in my experience as an exam marker and coursework moderator, these disappointing results are actually more often because the student simply didn't respond to exactly what the question asked or they didn't put it across in a way that actually accessed all of the marks available. And I didn't know any of this stuff either as a student. I did not know the skills or strategies for ultimate study success. And I went about my study and my own education the very hard way. I spent a lot of time and effort on things that I know now on reflection would have given virtually zero payoff when it came to my exams, my coursework, my overall results and all those things I was doing like doing wider reading around the subject or expanding my vocabulary or watching the news. All of those bits of additional advice that students get given when they're already doing all of the required tasks, they're doing their homework, they're even including the extension tasks. I know now they really weren't filling the gap that I had in my skills of application. Now that's not to say that I did badly as a student. I did get very good grades through high school and college and uni, but I definitely did it the hard way. I certainly didn't have a clue as to how exams worked or examiners operated. I didn't even think about it. I didn't even consider that this was something that I should probably be aware of and that I could totally ethically and legitimately find out about and use to my advantage. And I would say like it was definitely harder back then because we didn't have the internet where all the past papers were published and chief examiner reports. But the thing is, these same struggles, these same actions, I see so many students studying in the exact same way still today. And I see so many students still working really really hard, striving for great results, and very often being capable of those great results, but not achieving them. Or maybe they're getting top results, but they are sacrificing things like their mental health through stress or anxiety, or their life balance, or their hobbies, or just spending time with family or friends because they're spending so long on their study. And parents are concerned about this. They're struggling to help because you probably aren't across all of the subject content, particularly at those higher levels. You maybe haven't read the latest novel or studied the current Shakespeare play. So you're left sort of wondering how to help, wondering if any advice that you're giving them is actually correct. So that's why I'm going to be sharing all of my tips, insights and experience with you here on this podcast, because I've worked as a high school teacher for 16 years now, including winning a national teaching award and being a head of department and head of faculty. But I can tell you that the thing that made the biggest difference to how I help students achieve their very best results and confidence in their study has been as a result of working with national and state exam boards, for example, with ATAR to IB, 
GCSE to NAPLAN. And I've done that internationally now for over 10 years. And that's what's shown me that the application part is what is missing from so many students' skill sets. And they don't even realize it. But gaining those skills is what slots that missing piece of the puzzle into place and literally catapults students to success. So I'll be going into exactly what I've learned from those experiences and what I continue to learn from them every single year here on this podcast. So as we wrap up this first episode, I'll quickly summarize the key thing I want every parent and student to know about study. And that is that study success formula. Knowledge plus application equals success. So step one, another thing you'll get to know about me is that I love actionable steps, knowing what to do and then just getting it done. Just ask my husband if we even talk about or come up with like a project around the house or a plan to do something. He knows that that very same day there is going to be a trip to Bunnings or I'm going to be online booking something. So step one for you. Take a look at where your teen might be missing a piece of the formula. Do they need to work on learning more subject content or memorizing more of that information to build their knowledge? Or is it more that they're not quite applying that knowledge effectively? And the good news is that either way, both of those are totally fixable. The knowledge part by using textbooks or online tutorials or a subject tutor and the latter, which is what I'm here to help with, the skills, techniques and strategies, all of which can absolutely be learned and some of which are really super quick and simple. So if you'd like to get started with some of those skills, you can request my free parent guide. It's on the website, www.rocksolidstudy.com. And in there, I share with you the three huge mistakes I see even smart students making. Plus, I give you the tips on how to solve for them. So that's enough for this first episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It has absolutely been my pleasure to be here with you and begin this process of sharing with you what we do at Rock Solid Study. Thank you for being here with me. Take care and I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you head on over to www.rocksolidstudy.com and sign up for my free parent guide. The three huge mistakes even smart students make in exams and assignments and how to fix them immediately. And I'll see you back here next week.